This is Marco Reus. This is Shinji Kagawa. This is Nuri Shahin. Hello, this is Jaden Sancho. And you're listening to the Yellow Wall Podcast. Welcome to episode 426 of the Yellow Wall Pod. I'm your host, Chef von Butzko, and today we will talk about Borussia Dortmund's first opponent in the UEFA Champions League, FC Copenhagen. The Danish champions will visit the Westfalen Stadion on Tuesday. And to help me preview this match, I'm joined by fellow BVB fan and Yellow Wall Pod listener, Sören Tov from Copenhagen. Hello, Sören. How are you doing? Thank you very much, Stefan. It's a pleasure to be here. The pleasure is all mine, Sören. So, uh, yeah, to begin with, maybe just quickly... Uh, tell me how excited you were when uh, Borussia Dortmund and FC Copenhagen were drawn together in one group. Uh, well, I couldn't believe my luck, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, it's my first team, Borussia Dortmund, meeting my hometown team, uh, Copenhagen. So um, when I saw the uh, CL draw that uh, I think it was a Thursday night, I just went, uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, it was just amazing. I knew I was going to gonna see Borussia Dortmund once again here in Copenhagen. I saw them here 20 years ago in the UEFA Cup and um, yeah, I was gonna watch them here again and also actually I'm gonna watch them in uh, in the Westfalen next week. So why is Borussia Dortmund your first team and not your second team? How did this happen? Well, actually it goes a long way back. It's, uh, you know, I, I was uh, I was born in the 70s and grew up in the 80s and the teams and in the Bundesliga in the 80s were like uh, Hamburg and uh, Bayern and for me, uh, a little later on, in the early 1990s, um, Danish forward Fleming Paulsen uh, was signed by BVB. And, you know, they really caught my attention. It's um, It was not that I was a huge fan of Fleming Paulsen or anything, but, you know, the media attention it gave, uh, you know, to those limited media platform, platforms at that stage was like, um, you know, I really grew in love with uh, with Borussia Dortmund in the in the early 90s. And, you know, the success they had uh, up in the 90s, it was just, uh, it was a magnificent story, I think, and a great club, great area, great city. Um, I don't know, for some reason, I also really enjoyed the kit back then. The 90s kit that Nike made for them was also a big... <laughs> big uh, big thing for me so it's uh, yeah, it goes a long way back and it's uh, been coming back and forth and something that uh, you know it's um, yeah it's a, it's a it's a, it's a long lasting love and relationship I've, uh, I've enjoyed with the Borussia Dortmund ups and downs but um, yeah I still really enjoy watching them play and I really enjoy going to Dortmund I think it's a, it's a great city and um, you know, my family has it the same way, but uh, most of them are actually the other way around. They, you know, these matches coming up, it's uh, for them. It's Copenhagen first, and then Dortmund second. But uh, you know, I've um, I've made sure to 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 make them understand where I am, and it's uh, it's Dortmund first, and then Copenhagen second. But uh, I hope they uh, both. Uh, of course, enjoy some success um, in in the Champions League uh, group stage. Most likely Dortmund will, though. Yeah. So let's talk about that because Copenhagen have reached the group stages by beating Trabzonspor in the Champions League playoff round. A 2-1 victory and a scoreless draw were enough to achieve that. Uh, and right now in the 
league, they are struggling a little bit because they have been alternating between losses and wins in the Danish Super League so far. They have three wins and four losses. And uh, yeah, coach Jess Thorup has succeeded Salah Solbakken about two seasons ago. So my first question to you, Søren, is uh, what their playing style is nowadays and how that might differ between a domestic uh, league day and a European night. It certainly differs, and it's actually, it's it's um, as you say, it's been a very rocky start to the season for for Copenhagen. Uh, losing four matches out of the first seven seven is just something unheard of. It's uh, it's the same amount of matches they lost the entire championship season last uh, last year. So so it's a it's a very rocky start. And uh, in terms of playing style, we will see a different FC Copenhagen coming to the Westfalenstadion. That's for sure than what we'll see in the in the Danish league. Usually he's he's a guy who's uh, who likes his four two three one or four two some sort of uh, game plan around that. He likes to apply high pressure, but also play, play counter attacks. But to be quite honest, he's also a coach that's he's had really strong difficulties finding an identity and a style of play for 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 this Copenhagen team. So it's a uh, He's not um, he's not a fan favorite to be quite honest. Though he uh, he uh, he won the uh, championship, um, he's really dividing the uh, the fan group there. But you know, qualifying for the Champions League though is a uh, is, is a huge thing for for a club like uh, Copenhagen. So um, you know that has given him uh, some um, um, some leash. But to to be honest, you know, right after the traps on games, he, you know, they played very well. Two very 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 good games against Sport. they went and lost 3-1 um in the uh, in the home league and it's uh, a very very unstable performance is something uh, you know some of us who's followed Dortmund for a long time also recognizes that now and again <laughs> but um yeah yeah that is uh, obviously true but uh, I don't think it's that up and down for Dortmund just yet but <laughs> I'm also hoping it's uh, not <laughs> heading no, this no, direction no, no. but uh, yeah we're obviously recording this on Thursday before Friday's match against Hoffenheim so we do not know what the result is of that game and uh, who's obviously going to be fit coming out of this game. Copenhagen also going to play against Silkeborg uh, on Friday as well so uh, maybe they will also have a couple of Injuries and whatnot, but um, obvious question about opponents that I know very little of is what are their strengths and what are their weaknesses? Looking at FCK over the last year or so, it's really, really difficult to find the you know immediate strengths because they're very, very unstable performances. I think even for the championship season, you could say that they've been very unstable. I think when we look to the European nights, there is something that, you know, I think will have an effect there because if you apply any sort of football logic, it's going to be six matches and they're going to lose all six of them. Um, but I think uh, one strength that could play here is that they've got a very, very good home support. Uh, playing in Pagen for them on European nights is something special. Over the, I don't know, last 20 years or so, they managed to take points from Barcelona, uh, beat Manchester United. Beat. It was a 1-0, but still. Um, so I think if we're going to see something from Copenhagen, we're going to see it at home. Um, I doubt that they have the strength uh, to go to Westfalen, Sevilla City and uh, do anything glorious there. I, I sincerely doubt that. But again, I do also believe that, you know, should they be able to do something, it's going to be in park. It's an electric atmosphere there. I really, you know, um, I really look forward to it. And I think everyone watching the uh, Champions League and... Um, 
also for people following Dortmund, uh, look forward to this game in Copenhagen. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be great. It's a it's a nice stadium, forty thousand, just below forty thousand capacity, and um, yeah, it's just as I said, an electric atmosphere there and um, great support from the fans. So uh, I think that will play to to the advantages and one of the strengths uh, in the in the home matches. Um, if we look at what what their weaknesses is, that you know they really gotta play up to uh, to stand out here because they're up against very three very very strong opponents, and uh, if they don't keep a cool head, if they are not hundred percent ready for this, it's uh, uh, it's already been proven in the league so far this season that they uh, uh, they get uh, I mean uh, they could end up getting smashed against uh, even Sevilla, absolutely against Dortmund and definitely against uh, Manchester City. So um, um, that's uh, that's going to be it's going to be a very tough group for for uh, for Copenhagen, uh, definitely. Yeah. So if you look at their last results, um, they have uh, <laughs> you know lost three to one against North Zealand. And what's interesting is that um, you know if you go to transfer market, which you usually do, and you look at their um, sort of uh, most valuable players, uh, Andreas Cornelius, their uh, striker, I just came in yesterday. He's, you know, for, for Andreas Cornelius, it's a, uh, he, he just got signed yesterday, actually. Oh, huh. uh, he was just, yeah. I was wondering <laughs> he was why he wasn't today, on a team sheet, but that makes sense if he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he, they actually signed him from uh, Trapsan Sport. Um, he was playing against them in the qualifying uh, against Trapsan Sport. So, um, but he's an, he's an old fan favorite from uh, Copenhagen. He's, he, well, he grew up here in Copenhagen, uh, had his youth career in uh, FC Copenhagen and, uh, had a few spells abroad and came back in uh, Turkey, and uh, now just today got announced today that he's uh, he's uh, come back to Copenhagen to join him. He is possibly one of the forwards that they've been looking for. A huge guy, is very good aerial abilities and great header, and he can be very dominant in the area as a as a striker. Um, also a great left foot, but he is some someone they will possibly to try to look for at set pieces. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, he's a great signing for them, and definitely something that has strengthened the uh, the squad going into to this uh, Champions League phase in this uh, in this autumn, no doubt about it. But I think talking about players, I think there's a, we need to to mention at least Carlos Seca, captain. He's been injured now for I think seven to eight months or something. Came back for the qualifiers uh, uh, against Sapsonspor and did a magnificent performance there, in, uh, especially in Sapsonspor. And uh, it was a nil-nil game, but. Uh, he was really leading the team through through uh, through that game, and uh, very, very with a very strong organization, a very collective effort. They they managed to pull it through. Um, so he's definitely worth worth mentioning too. He's one of the season players also for for FC FC Copenhagen. Yeah, he's thirty four years old. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Portuguese and uh, Greek dual nationalship. Decent uh, central midfield player. He is your club captain and. Uh, yeah, what's, uh, who, who else stands out? Obviously, the defensive midfield, the central midfield will be absolutely key for Copenhagen if they want to have any chance against uh, Dortmund. They will probably face Erschein and Bellingham if I had to predict it right now. So um, who else is, is going to uh, slot next to uh, Zika? I think uh, it would be Rasmus Feig, and as you say, the the, the midfield will be key for uh, for uh, for Copenhagen to to stand a chance in uh, in Dortmund this Tuesday. But 
Um, yeah, Rasmus Felp is uh, is uh, one that comes to mind. He's a very, very, um, he's very strong and very good in the offensive part, and uh, extremely strong also in the defensive part. So he's um, he's one that comes to uh, to mind as well. Very strong player. He's um, proved himself in Euro- European competitions before, and he's been just outstanding in the in the Danish league. No doubt that he's uh, he's one of the best players in in this league. Um, so I think it's by choice that he's actually playing in the Danish league and not abroad. Um, so he's he's definitely someone that we we will uh, see and who will need to do a do a really really good um, performance if, uh, if they're gonna take anything away from from these CR games. But I think. Um, Someone I, I really really like as well, and I think uh, is is worth uh, taking a note on is uh, is the left back, young young Victor Christiansen. Um, I really hope he's going to start. He's just 19 years old. He's a really great talent. He's been, I think, he he got his debut when he was 17. Um, excellent talent, excellent ball progression. Really looking forward to seeing him him on this stage and. Um, um, with the left back issues we have in Borussia Dortmund, I hope someday he might uh, be able to progress and make it there. So uh, he's a good guy. He's uh, he's really one to to watch out for. Yeah, obviously uh, I have my eyes on uh, on Pep Biel because uh, he is uh, a guy who scores and assists. Um, how is he doing? Uh, he was playing until uh, the addition of your latest striker. Not cut you off, Stefan. Um, yeah, is he still there? <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, I was just saying it's not to cut you off, Stefan, but uh, we're in, we're in transfer days, and he's just got sold. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I'm on transfer days. It doesn't say out. All right. I think that's just been announced today, also. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's too bad because uh, that uh, yeah, that means I have no question on him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, uh, maybe maybe you should have waited a day, but uh, here we are. Um, so uh, yeah, any any other players you want to highlight that maybe are not on the danger or in danger to get sold? <laughs> well, well, let's take some of those who are. Uh, well, uh, he he's actually injured. I don't know if he'll be back for um, if he'll be back for the second time in Copenhagen. Young guy Rooney, I think he's still only um, sixteen, just got seventeen maybe. Um, Swedish winger, um, huge talent, really, really huge talent. Uh, great expectations around him. Um, uh, I know for certain he won't be able to make it to uh, to the game in uh, in uh, Dortmund on Tuesday, but uh, hopefully um, he might make it for, for make it for the uh, for the game in Copenhagen. But uh, apart from that, I think it's uh, also worth mentioning the, they've strengthened strengthened themselves with uh, Mohamed Darami. Um, Came uh, was sold to Ajax uh, one year ago from Copenhagen. Um, really didn't make it there and uh, had a difficult time uh, breaking into the Ajax uh, first team. Um, he's returned, and um, I, I don't think we've seen his best in this um, in this season and in the first few games he, he's had so far. But uh, um, as he um, as he progresses and as the uh, as the team progresses, I I think he's uh, he's definitely uh, one to look for as well. Very spectacular winger. Um, um, so yeah, he plays very well also with the uh, with the left back Victor Christiansen I mentioned just before. These two, this pairing with these two is uh, is quite good on the uh, on the left side. Um, they like to to progress and get forward uh, both of them. So um, look forward to that as well. Mohamed Darami definitely. Yeah, interesting 
stuff. Now, um, obviously, you also have the <laughs> luxury now that you also know Borussia Dortmund very well. So uh, what do you expect from Edin Tessic and what do you think Dortmund should do in order to uh, beat this Copenhagen team? I think I think what they'll meet, uh, what uh, Borussia Dortmund will meet in uh, in, uh, in West Farshus is is a team that will try and be very organized. But I think it's also a team that Borussia Dortmund, um, any given match day, should be able to break down over time. I don't think it's uh, it's they they're just gonna wipe them out, um, but I think um, they should be able to to uh, to win the battle on the mid midfield and i think what we saw from Sadi Utskan on the uh, on the weekend in uh, in Hertha is something that's going to be vital again i think um Kalaseka, as i mentioned before and Rasmus Falk, um, you know they they need competition in that midfield and i think uh, uh, uh Sadi and uh, definitely also Jude Bellingham is up for that so um so winning that battle absolutely would um, would uh, weaken uh, an otherwise uh, uh, fairly strong midfield for for Copenhagen. Do Copenhagen have a lot of pace up front? Are they dangerous on a counter attack, or um, are they so so on the counter attack? It, again, you know, if it applies to the Danish league, I would say they have a fairly good pace. Um, when we look at Champions League and they are against defenders, like I don't know, well, Matt Sommers is a bit difficult. Maybe he's, he isn't that pacey as he used to be. But uh, if if we look at the players like Schlotterbeck and uh, Süle, I don't think they will be able to outpace them, um, to be quite honest. Um, Dortmund should be able to to uh, put a lot of pressure on and uh, also put in a very high defensive line um, to, to put pressure on Copenhagen um, without uh, making any scandals or any threats of being overrun. Andreas Cornelius, the, um, the striker, he's a big guy. Um, I'm not saying he's slow or anything, but he's not a sprinter. Yeah, I've seen him play. He is not fast. <laughs> I can say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so lastly... Uh, What is your scoreline prediction for Tuesday? I think for Tuesday, I've given it a lot of thought. I think it's going to be a three-one. All right, for Dortmund. That that sounds yeah. very confident. Uh, I'm quite I'm quite confident Dortmund is gonna is gonna win this first match. Uh, I just don't see Copenhagen having the ability and quality to go to Dortmund and make a point for such an important game for for Dortmund. I think it, this this is hugely important for Dortmund to get well off in the in the group stage. Um, so I doubt that they will have the capabilities and, and quality to go there and, uh, and be any sort of threat to them. But I mean, Dortmund also obviously got to show up for, for this game. And um, But I, I actually don't have any doubts uh, that they, they will do that. Well, what is important from a Dortmund perspective is that you also have a lot of players like Schlotterbeck, like Adeyemi, also like Modest, for example, that are really... Uh, looking forward to the Champions League. And I, I'm sure, uh, Charlie Ashan, in that regard, you can also name because these are all new signings and they are all uh, still relatively fresh. Obviously, they're inexperienced when it comes to the Champions League. So maybe that, that might be a bit of a shock because the Champions League sometimes can be a bit different than regular league play. Uh, no doubt. However, um, I think for now on paper, to me, that is a positive because they will be motivated and of course having a sold out Westfalenstein with uh, 81,000 fans it's going to be a brilliant night no doubt and I'm very much looking forward to it and I think you're absolutely right 
Borussia Dortmund need to start well into this group and uh, having Copenhagen at home, the pot four team that, uh, according to Transfermarkt, uh, when the when the group was drawn, I think their their uh, budget or the 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 worth the value of the team was valued around 17 million euros uh 17 million euros sorry <laughs> and uh that is quite a discrepancy to Dortmund so they are on paper the big favorites and it is on paper the easiest game even though Copenhagen fans have also uh told me that uh, they are not to be underestimated which uh, is of course always the case in the Champions League game you cannot underestimate any opponent because uh, even the quote-unquote minnows usually are well-organized teams that uh, have enjoyed success in their domestic leagues and uh, thus often arrive with a bit of confidence now obviously might not entirely be true for Copenhagen since they have already four league losses so as you said that ship is maybe not sailing steadily into the Westfalen Stadion but nevertheless I am very much looking forward to this game and uh, I would really talk about um the uh, potential lineup from Dortmund, um, whether we will see uh, maybe even a Giorena or not. But the, the problem is uh, we just don't know yet. <laughs> so um, we can obviously all predict that uh, Kobel is probably going to be in goal and Guerrero and uh, Wolf on as fullbacks. And then you have uh, Hummels and Schlotterbeck uh, as the centre-backs, I assume. And then you have a Bellingham, Oshan double pivot. And uh, I assume you would play Adeyemi and Marlin and then up front Modest. Uh, because Tessic did say that uh, there is a chance that Marlon might be fit for this game, and uh, I think if he's if he's fit, then uh, he should play. So that's my prediction right now. But honestly, no idea how it's actually going to pan out. And uh, yeah, nearly forgot to mention that Marco Reus is probably going to start as a ten, but uh, no surprise there. So, Søren, unless you have any other things to add, uh, thank you very much for joining me on the Yellow Wall Pod and uh, giving a little bit more insight on <laughs> Copenhagen than Matthias Zuh could do, <laughs> which is very low bar to clear. <laughs> but uh, nevertheless, uh, you did no, clear that bar. It was bar. cool. I like the... Uh... I like the fact that he apparently watches when he when he gets up early. So <laughs> if there's nothing else, you can watch the Danish league uh, if you if you're located in the states for very early days. So. Yeah, thank you very much for joining, and uh, as always, everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. You can follow all of us at Yellow Wallpot on Twitter, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm still doing the B4B update. Uh, if you enjoy daily news around Borussia Dortmund, that is also on our YouTube channel. You find that either by typing in B4B update or the Yellow Wall, and that is it from us for today. And uh, yeah, enjoy the Champions League, and you, of course, Sören, enjoy your trip to Dortmund. Thank you very much. Goodbye.